Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Wednesday, March 16th, 2016, and this is The Ride. Welcome my friends. How about a little bit of time where we don't talk about politics? You ready for a little bit of a hiatus? from all this political banter. I don't know about you, if you listen to the news at all, man, that is all that's going on. I am tired of hearing about all of this stuff. I know it's important, don't get me wrong, I know it's important, but I have been inundated. And I need to get some fresh wind of some new knowledge into my frontal lobe. So here we go. This morning I was looking out my window as I was getting ready to go to work. And I was reminded about how a slow trickle of a problem can grow to a big problem. No, we don't have a leaky roof or anything like that. Thank you, Lord. But we do have this one spot in our flower bed. I know this is like, oh, whoop de doo but listen. We have this one spot in our flower garden next to the house that basically is washed out because the eave trough corner above it i'm sure overflows and basically pours water into that spot and i've looked at it every ever since we've owned the house thinking well i'm gonna have to do something about that you know there's three things i could do well four number one don't do a thing about it, don't care about it, don't worry about it, figure that it's not a big deal and move on with my life. That's one thing I could do. I suppose if it's not really that much of a problem, that may be fine. You know, if no one notices it, or even if they do and it's no big deal, eh, move on. There's more important things in life than to worry about that. So that's option number one. Option number two is to move away we could move i don't want to look at that anymore i'm going to just move get it out of my you know that will eliminate the problem for me just move that's not feasible and it's pretty stupid you know it might be different if the house was infested with buggies and we couldn't get rid of them i've seen shows like that where people just have to up and leave their residence because they cannot control and infestation this is not my problem so moving is not a reasonable thing up and just packing up our stuff and getting out of there option number three what's happening is it's it's wearing through all of the mulch and all of the it's actually worn a hole in the um, landscape fabric so now we're down to earth and it's when it's raining it just is pouring onto this earth it's not good and it's right near the house so that's can't be good for my you know for my water issues in the basement or potential problems down the road so it could grow to a bigger problem so the option three is well i could just put new landscape fabric down and put some new mulch on top of that it looks pretty good no problems there and after every rain, I just, you know, 
rake up the mulch back, put it back where it is, supposed to be, and no one's the wiser. Except for the problem that the water actually did fall there and is maybe causing a potential basement issue down the road. But it looks pretty. I've covered it over. That was option three. Care to guess what option four might be? Our last option. Well, if you're a homeowner, you probably know what our fourth option is. Or if you're astute individual, you know that the fourth option is correct the problem. I know that there's a way that we can correct the problem. I don't know what it is yet, but I know there's got to be a way. Maybe there's a different eave trough that I could do or some, some different method in which I... Maybe it's just plugged. Maybe it's a simple matter that there's something plugged in the eave trough and that's why it's not draining down the downspout. And it's just overflowing and it's just causing me havoc. Could be that. I haven't looked into it. I haven't even looked into it to see if it's something as simple as that. What is my point? Well, we all have things in our lives that are, oh, I don't know, they just rub us the wrong way. They're little problems. They could be little ones like a little hole in my flower bed. You know, my flower bed of life. Could be a big thing. It could be an infestation in my house. It could be the disagreements of my spouse that rub me the wrong way. Or the the unsaid unforgiveness in a home. Or the friend from high school that keeps hanging around that challenges your faith in a destructive way. It could be a teenager that decides they want to rebel against what you feel is a moral lifestyle. It could be any number of these things that can grate on you. Well, we might think that, well, the solution is to up and move in a, either an emotional way where we just distance ourselves from all the troubles. I'm here to tell you that that's about as smart as the moving away from your house when you have that downspout problem. It's, it's not reasonable. And if you distance yourself emotionally from those who you love or those who are in your family, it could cause future problems. So that's not what we need to do. You could cover over it, make it look like there's not a problem, even though it, the problem is happening and the water is overflowing and going to cause basement damage someday. But you just keep covering it over and you pretend like it's not a problem. Could do that. You could pretend like there's nothing going on and, you know, it's just the way things are. You know, you leave it the way it is and you just deal with it and, you know, this is who I am, deal with it. Um, you know, you rub me the wrong way, we argue all the time, there's anger in the house, it's palatable, you can cut it with a knife, but that's just the way we operate, so you deal with it. A lot of times, we'll approach things in those three ways. And we don't use the fourth method. The fourth method is taking a good, honest, hard look at the problem. Why don't we do that very often? Because a lot of times, we think if we do that, we won't know how to solve it. Or, if we acknowledge that thing, well, we don't want to acknowledge that thing. That's the point. We don't want to acknowledge that there's a problem. 
or we don't want to acknowledge something that you know Rusty James is telling you should be addressed when you don't know how to address it or you don't think you should address it you don't think it's required of you to address it you don't think it's in your power to address it and you kind of don't want to even worry about it even though it's slowly killing you that's right I use some strong words there you know certain things in our life are like death to us and it slowly kills our joy of life slowly kills our desire to seek the Lord takes all our energy just to stay afloat when God wants us to soar sitting down and taking a look at what some of these issues are you know the kind of issues the ones that keep you up at night the ones that cause you to have knots in your stomach through the day the ones that have a physical toll on yourself have an emotional and even a spiritual toll on your life the Lord wants us to prosper and these things are anti-prosper devices they're not anti-prosper devices that the enemy has put in your life necessarily that would imply that he's pretty smart no some of this stuff is just life life comes at us you know you know when you're dating someone and engaged and looking forward to marriage you don't think that maybe down the road after so many years you might actually have arguments with your spouse well it happens <clears throat> that just means that you have opinions that differ and you are open enough to share the differences it's actually kind of a good thing you don't want to get into a lifestyle of that but you need to be able to prefer the other person and hear hear them out so there will be times where you're you have arguments you you know arguments like in the court of law lawyers do arguments you know you couldn't have a case without arguments well you can't have a marriage without arguments I can hear some of you gasp how oh, he said that you can have arguments in a marriage yeah in in the way that you would in in a in the court of law where there's rules about all an argument is is a disagreement there's some thing you're talking about where the opinion from each party is differ they differ from each other that's all that's what an argument is you're making an argument for your case they're making an argument for their case it's how you deal with the argument that's important so in a marriage having an argument is not a problem if it's always very destructive to the emotions of the family then you need to sit down and you need to look at how you're conducting these arguments that are going to happen but you need to look at how they're conducted you need to get to the source of the issue remember option number four you need to get to the source and look at what's going on perhaps there's some unspoken issues going on maybe there's some distrust in the in the marriage because of something that happened in the past and it has never been forgiven and it causes problems whenever you're having these conversations that escalate to arguments which escalate to worse you got to get to the source and sometimes you need to get some professional help in this there's nothing to be ashamed of I have high respect for people who do that that means they know that they don't have everything figured out and they're willing to 
take a little bit of humility and and get some help nothing wrong with that but all those problems you know rebellious teenagers or destructive friendships you really need to take a a, a look and see if this thing is going to profit you and allow you to soar because God wants us to soar. Now, I mean, obviously, if you've got this high school friend that's a, an issue, but the Lord is speaking to you to minister to them and you're seeing a change of heart, you know, you need to have, you need to know where your boundaries are. And they need to know where their boundaries are when it comes to the friendship. But sometimes they're very destructive. You know, I'm just going to come up with an idea. Okay, so here's you got somebody who's hanging out with... I'll make it my story. So somebody comes over and and they want to hang out and, you know, go out to the bars or something and, you know, cause you to weaken your, your stance when it comes to Christ. And maybe it's just a little, little bit at first, but then it kind of keeps on going. You need to stand up against that. You need to know what, you need to sit down, you need to think about what's truly life and death for you. The Bible says that life and death is laid before you. You need to choose which one you want. Sometimes it's not an easy choice. Sometimes you have to tell your friend, look, I have a responsibility to my family and to my wife to not engage in certain behaviors. And when we go out, I'm engaging in those behaviors. I have a higher priority with my family than I have with you. This is setting a boundary. And although I love you, my friend, I won't be going out with you to the bars or, or to the clubs or whatever it is that we're doing. That's going to the core. That's going. That's option four. It's going to the source of the issue. Now, will they like you? Maybe not. Is it your job to be liked? No. It's your job to be living in truth. It's your job to be a respectable father, respectable mother, respectable teen. I'm talking to all of us. I don't think I'm going to look at the world again the same way every time I look at that that spot in my flower bed. So I guess I got a job to do. I got to get my ladder out. I got to get a little bit uncomfortable. I might even have to get a little dirty to get up that ladder and maybe clean out an eave trough. But that's me getting to the heart of the issue. And who knows? I might actually be able to solve this problem might actually be able to keep that water problem at bay and it solves this issue that could have occurred 10 years down the road in my basement and it solved it before it ever became a problem. You know, I, I really have a heart for the teens right now and in these last few minutes, I'd like, to, I'd like us to pray. If you're a parent, whether or not you're a parent or not, I'd like you to join in this prayer. Even if you're a teen, I want you to hear my heart, okay? We're going to go before the Father, and we're going to ask for His hand in the lives of teens right now, in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, you came to this earth to save us, to be our Savior, to, to offer a way out from the sin lifestyle and from a, a way of living where we're just seeking our own way. Lord, I'm asking that you would show every teen that's listening and agreeing with me in prayer right now. And I ask that you would show every parent 
and every non-parent that's listening and agreeing right now for ways that we can hear your voice clearer for ways where we can be respectable so that the teens that are watching us can look up to us and want to be like us not because we're all that but because we know who's all that you are all that I pray for every teen that's agreeing with me in prayer right now I pray that you would give them a boldness to follow you a heart that aligns with your heart a heart for the lost a heart to spread the good news of the gospel a heart to share life and life-giving principles and a heart that doesn't want to engage in destructive attitudes and rebellion and things of that nature. Lord, I pray for every teen right now that you would lift them up and place them in a place where they're soaring, where they're hearing your words clearly, and they're not hearing the words of defeat from the enemy. They're not hearing the words that you're not good enough. They're not hearing those words because they're destructive words. They're not from you. But Lord, you say that we're good enough. You say that we shouldn't, adults shouldn't despise the youth. Lord, I know that you speak to all of us, all your children. You speak to us. Right from heaven, you speak to us. And you're speaking to teens right now. You're giving them encouragement to live in a way that pleases you. You're giving them the boldness to not go along with what everybody else is doing to not laugh at the same jokes, to not need to know the latest gossip and the, and the latest debauchery in Hollywood. But you're giving them a higher calling, a calling that brings them to a place of honor. Lord, I pray that you would honor these teens and speak to them and let them know that they've got a part to play, a very important part to play that both satisfies you and satisfies them. Lord, I pray that we can live in a, in a way that life is flowing out of us in such a great way that we just can't contain it. That's the way you call us to be, not living in death, not living in rebellion and disagreements and harsh unforgiveness. Lord, you've brought us to a new place. Help us to see that you love us no matter where we come from, but you're setting our feet on a solid foundation. We will live each day knowing that our Father loves us and that we've got places to soar. We thank you, Lord God, for everything you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome, awesome. I'm so glad you guys were here with me today. Stay in that word and live in peace. Pray for those who persecute you. And remember option four, you need to go right to the source. Speak to the Lord to help you find what that source is and what to do when you find it. He will give you all wisdom. I know it. And I will see you on the flip.